0: We're Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Friday, December 23rd, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. So Peak Pals, about 30 to 50% is the cut in year-end bonuses that bankers in New York and London are bracing for as deal-making sputters and economic gloom sets to take hold. Now, look, I don't want to see anyone's pay decreased, but is it the worst thing in the world if bankers in London and New York are making less? And hey, you know what? There's not all doom and gloom out there. Tomorrow is Christmas Eve, and that means that The Peak is going to take a bit of a break over the next week. But we will be back with a new episode of The Peak Daily on January 3rd to kick off the new year. Now, in the meantime, Peak Pals, from Jay, myself, and the entire Peak team, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and Happy Holidays. Whatever you celebrate, we hope you get a well-deserved break, and we will see you in 2023. But for our last episode of the year for our first story, the end of password sharing for our second story, there's a huge storm coming. And for our last story, a ban on foreign buyers, For our first story, the company that once tweeted love is sharing a password is now rolling out plans to target over 100 million people who watch the service using borrowed passwords. So here's what's happening. In 2019, Netflix researchers found password sharing, often between family or friends, was eating into the company's subscriptions, as you can imagine. As executives mulled over how to address the issue without upsetting customers paying and non-paying, the pandemic hit, leading to 8 million new subscribers in 2020 alone and kicking the password sharing can down the road. But now Netflix is putting an end to it all. The company has been testing the waters in Latin America, one of the regions where password sharing is the most prevalent, before tackling the US and Canada. Now, in the tests, Netflix hasn't blocked additional users, but makes them source verification codes from the primary user, banking on it being so annoying that everyone involved will just pay an extra fee to share an account. In 2023, the company will likely roll out a similar model in the US and Canada, enforcing its rules based on IP addresses, device IDs, and account activity. Netflix reportedly considered adding pay-per-view content to limit password sharing, as Amazon Prime does, but ditched the idea since it would complicate the whole service. And here's why it matters. As the leading streamer in the business with 223 million subscribers and a market cap of about $128 billion, Netflix is the first to confront password sharing, but likely won't be the last per the Wall Street Journal. As growth stalls and economic pressures mount for other streamers, they could crack down on the practice as well. And to zoom out, In other efforts to support growth, the company has also caved on introducing ad-supported subscription tiers to support discounted accounts and is expanding into theater releases. But in a world where customers have several major streamers to choose from and are trying to cut back on extra spending, Netflix will likely have to tread very, very carefully. For our second story, with most of the country affected by an extreme cold or winter storm alert, or both, the biggest travel weekend of the year is sure to be an eventful one. Obviously, this is why it matters. This is the first holiday season which large parts of the country are not affected by strict COVID restrictions since 2019, but forecasters expect dangerous weather conditions to guarantee another year of disrupted plans for millions of Canadians. Now, there are freezing temperatures and delayed flights in BC, a polar vortex brewing in Alberta, and Ontario and Quebec is bracing for what is expected to be a significant storm. Is there anything worth sounding than a blizzard-flash-freeze combo that Quebec and Ontario are expecting? I don't think so. Environment Canada posted extreme cold warnings for the bulk of Western Canada, with temperatures in Regina, Saskatchewan falling to what felt like negative 43 degrees Celsius this week. Bad weather spells trouble far beyond delayed travel and power outages, emergency services struggle to operate, and homeless people become particularly vulnerable. So, to anyone that's made it to their destination already, well, what's it like to be just so on top of things? And to anyone soon to be on their way, we wish you safe, uneventful travels. We'll see how this weekend goes, but we might be done with dreaming of a white Christmas after all of this happens. That's for sure. For our third story, the federal government unveiled the details of a two-year ban on foreign home buyers set to kick in on January 1st. And as last-minute Christmas shoppers, we really get leaving the announcement to the very last minute. So here's what's happening. The regulation will bar non-Canadians, anyone who isn't a citizen or a permanent resident, from purchasing houses in Canada for the next two years, with a few exceptions. Foreigners will still be able to buy recreational properties and buildings with four or more units. And the rules also include carve-outs for non-Canadians working or studying in Canada who meet certain criteria, along with refugees. The foreign home buyer ban is intended to lower market pricing by reducing demand in the housing market. But there's not much evidence that foreign buyers are a significant source of housing demand in Canada anymore. The most recent data shows home purchases by foreign buyers make up just 1% of sales in BC and 2% in Ontario, the country's two hottest housing markets. Now, BMO economist Robert Kapschich told The Globe and Mail that foreign buying was a bigger issue back in 2016 and 2017, but this latest run in real estate was fueled by domestic buyers. And the bottom line is that in our higher interest rate world, the prohibitive cost of Canadian housing relative to other markets is likely a much more impactful curb on demand than a ban on overseas buyers who are often looking for a return on investment rather than a place to live. Peak Palace, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review? And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dill Richardson, 306 Media Productions, for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale, and from Jay and all of us at The Peak, a merry Christmas, happy holidays, and we will see you in the new year. Stay safe.